beautiful. We're back for another episode of Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Today, we are going to tackle self-trust. I know a lot of us struggle in this area, especially after betrayal, because we have a tendency to say, I didn't see the signs. Why didn't I see the signs that he was having an affair? How can I ever trust myself again if I didn't see all the red flags? Beautiful, I get it. I truly understand where you're coming from. But before you beat yourself up, how about take a listen to today's episode? Do you wish there was a way to heal from betrayal trauma without having to jump over so many obstacles in your way? Do you wish you knew what some of them were so you could know how to deal with them when they raise their ugly head? Beautiful, I know what it feels like to be blindsided when trying to heal from the devastation of your husband's affair. I know what it feels like as though you'll never really heal and have your life back again. I know what it's like to feel so lost and confused. Imagine if you knew the obstacles you'd be facing while healing from betrayal trauma so you could navigate through them and not have the agony of shutdown stopping you from moving forward. Imagine if you knew how to overcome these obstacles and recover quicker so you could begin to enjoy your life again. That's why I created How to Overcome the Hurdles of Betrayal Trauma. Monday, May 1st, I'll be hosting a live Zoom training event about the top obstacles women face when healing from betrayal trauma, what they are, how they affect you, and how to move through them so you can heal and recover from the devastation of your husband's affair. So if you're ready to discover the hurdles you face when healing from the betrayal, acquire the skills to overcome them, and finally build your confidence so you can enjoy yourself and your life again, then beautiful, register for the event down below in the show notes. And get in early because seats are limited because this is going to be a live Zoom event. Head to www.beautybeyondbetrayal.info to register. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome back, beautiful. Let's dive in to today's episode, shall we? Many of us ask these questions of ourselves or we start the self-condemning road when we say to ourselves, I didn't see the signs. Why didn't I see all the red flags that pointed to his affair? How can I ever trust my gut again when it was blaring right before me? Beautiful, I get it. You know, signs are everywhere, aren't they? There are signs when we are getting sick. We start to have the sniffles or maybe sneezing, coughing. We're starting to notice that our body just doesn't feel right. We may be battling fatigue. Those are all signs that our body's getting sick. And then there are signs that maybe you're having problems at work and, well, your position might not be available anymore. We start seeing the signs our boss is kind of acting weird towards us. Maybe we see that our assignments have been changed, so on and so forth. And then there are signs that family are coming to visit. Sometimes we don't like seeing those signs too much, do we? But there are signs. The little hints are dropped. We start getting, you know, phone calls saying, oh, we're going to be coming to town soon. Be on the lookout for us. Those are little signs. And these are indicators that something is about to happen, right? Well, we have a tendency to believe 
that we have signs that are blaring in our face or should have been, and we should have picked up on them when our husband has been having an affair. We think somehow that we should have intuitively guessed that he was going to betray us. Well, beautiful, I think that as a society, we are way too anxious to cast the first stone, especially at ourselves. We have the tendency to condemn ourselves, to place shame and guilt upon ourselves and say, why didn't you know that? It was your fault that you didn't recognize this. And thus, this is the outcome you have to deal with because you should have seen the writing on the wall. Well, really the truth of the matter is this beautiful. When someone is in the midst of an affair, or maybe they are having a secret life, they are addicted to pornography, they have a secret life, and they become very, very good at disguising it, at hiding it, at keeping the two lives separate for as long as they can. Now, are there red flags? Sure there are. Well, why don't we see them, Lisa? How do we not see them when we are blatantly like casting them? They're blatantly casting them before our eyes. Well, beautiful, I believe the bottom line is that we have a tendency to trust others until otherwise. And that's the truth. We have a tendency to trust others until otherwise, especially those that we have vowed to, we have given our hearts to, we married them, we trust them with everything that we are. And we say to ourselves, I know something doesn't seem quite right, but there's just no way on the face of this earth that he would do this to me. There is no way that he would betray me. No way that he would be looking at pornography. No way that he would have an affair with another woman. There's no way that he would do this to me. And we want and desire with everything we are to believe the best about our husbands. Is that a bad thing? No, beautiful, it's not. It's the way you are wired because you took vows. You are married and you trust with everything you are. And this is not a bad thing. This is actually a good thing until the trust is broken, right? And that's where we step back and we have a hard time with it and we want to cast blame somewhere. And the first place that we have a tendency to look upon is ourselves. We turn inward and we look at ourselves and say, how stupid could I have been to not see the signs? Now, let me just kind of say, I get it, right? When I look back and still to this day, when I look back, I can see the signs. Now, I don't cast that blame and call myself stupid anymore. Not by any means. But in the first days, in those first weeks, I did that. I actually started looking back and I saw all the red flags. The red flags that had been there for about a two-year period. And then I started really condemning myself saying, how stupid could you have been, Lisa? How stupid were you when he was sitting in the living room texting her right in front of your face? Why didn't I see it? Because I chose to find the best in him even during a very difficult time period because I wanted to 
realize the best in him. I wanted to have that deep hope within me that he would never do that to me. And it's not that I didn't see the signs because I did see the signs. But at that time, my heart just couldn't believe them. My heart couldn't accept them. It was beyond the scope of my imagination. So until there came a point where it was blatantly in my face, it was denied. Now, again, that's not a bad thing and you should never condemn yourself for it because I know that there are some of you that are struggling with this because many of my clients are struggling with this right now. I hear it weekly. Lisa, I didn't see the signs. I blame myself. The signs were there. How could I have been so stupid? How could I have not awakened to this and seen it before D-Day? And the truth of the matter is because you wanted to see the best in him and you wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt until the truth came forward. Now, let me help you with this beautiful. When this happens to you, you have a tendency to want to not trust yourself in any decision-making capacity whatsoever. You have a tendency to say, I can't make a decision because I can't trust myself to make a decision. But the truth of the matter is, you can. And I want to help you with this today because self-trust is crucial in your healing journey. And restoring self-trust after betrayal can be particularly difficult as it often involves not only healing from the initial betrayal, but also rebuilding trust in your own judgment and decision-making abilities. So here are some steps that you can take to help restore self-trust after betrayal. Number one is this, allow yourself to feel the emotions. Beautiful, betrayal can trigger a range of emotions. They can include anger, sadness, and disbelief. And it's important to allow yourself to feel these emotions rather than suppressing them or pretending that they don't even exist. This can help you process the experience and it can help you move forward in your healing process. Allow yourself to feel the emotions of the betrayal, of the um, trust that was broken. Now remember, he broke the trust, you didn't, and you didn't break trust with yourself either. The trust was broken between you and him. You just feel like you can't trust yourself because you feel as though since you didn't immediately act upon the initial signs that you can't trust yourself. But hang tight because you'll realize you can trust yourself because you did realize it. So you can trust. Okay, number two is this. Identify the lessons learned. Now, Here's a prime example. While it's essential to acknowledge the pain of the betrayal, it can also be very beneficial and helpful to identify any lessons learned from the experience. And one of those lessons is notice the little signs. Notice the little gut feelings that you have moving forward. Notice when you know the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, right? And this might involve reflecting on what led you to trust him in the first place, what signs you have missed, right? 
or what boundaries you may need to set in the future. All right, number three is this. Practice self-compassion. Listen, beautiful. Give yourself some grace. Stop the self-criticism. Stop the self-condemnation, the self-shame, the self-blame. Self-compassion involves treating yourself with kindness and understanding rather than self-judgment or criticism. This can involve reframing the negative self-talk that you've been dousing yourself with, practicing self-care, and seeking support from trusted friends or a trauma-informed coach. Number four, set healthy boundaries. Listen, setting clear healthy boundaries can help you feel more in control, more confident, and it can protect you from future betrayals. This might involve communicating your needs and expectations very clearly to your your husband, to others, and even limiting contact with him since he betrayed you. And then number five is this. Take small steps toward rebuilding trust. Listen, beautiful. Rebuilding trust after betrayal takes time and it takes effort, but it's possible. Start by setting small goals and taking actions that demonstrate your commitment to your own well-being and growth. And as you achieve these goals, you can gradually rebuild trust in yourself and your ability to make healthy decisions. The bottom line is this. If you have a feeling, an inkling, this nugget of doubt that's gnawing in its way through you. Don't dismiss it moving forward. If you have that Holy Spirit nudge, which is what I call it, the Holy Spirit nudge, don't shove it under the rug. Get to the bottom of it and find its root. The truth of the matter is your gut, the Holy Spirit nudging you there, is going to let you know when something is not quite right. And I know you're probably sitting there saying, well, that happened the first time and I didn't take action on it, Lisa. Learn from your experience. Remember, I said that was number two. Identify the lessons learned. Learn from the experience. Don't don't condemn yourself. Don't continue to wallow in shame and blame. But learn from the experience and recognize that now you are a different woman. And now you can stand up boldly for yourself and you can act upon it. Now, it could be nothing. The little nudge could be nothing. It could be a little paranoia because of what you've been through. Or that maybe the business lunch that he's actually going on is actually because there's a merger in his business going up, right? Now, I'm not saying that every stolen phone call or private lunch has the possibility of supporting your fears and that he's actually in an affair. I'm not saying that every time he reaches for his phone that he's on a pornography site. No, no. I'm saying that you shouldn't ever casually dismiss a gut feeling anymore because you have no evidence to support it. I'm saying if your gut is telling you something, then act upon it. Ask the questions. It's that simple. And now you can move forward and say, look, there's something that just doesn't feel right in my gut. And 
you know, or you can say, I've been praying about this and this is just not sitting right. We need to talk this through and get to the bottom of it. It may be nothing. It may be just because you're still dealing with trauma. But then again, it may be something. But how will you know if you don't act upon it, right? I know that you say, I should have seen the signs. I said it to myself. Maybe that's true. And I suppose for me, I wanted to believe the best in my husband. That I wanted to trust him most of all. Does that make me blind, gullible, or naive? Maybe, but it does show that I love deeply and I really want to trust. But it doesn't mean that moving forward that I'm not going to act upon the intuition that God has given to me. Now, it took me about two years to figure out the truth, but now it doesn't have to take me that long because when I have the little inklings, I ask. I never hesitate. I ask and I seek and God says that I will find. I know that the Holy Spirit within me will never let me down. He will guide me into all truth. He will uncover secrets that are hidden. And if it is something that needs to be exposed, he will do it for my good. And you can trust that he'll do the same for you. So beautiful, stop beating yourself up. Stop shaming yourself saying that you didn't see the signs and you can never trust yourself. Start recognizing that the Holy Spirit speaks to your gut. And that you may have seen the signs after all. You just might not have read them well at the time. But moving forward, you shall. I hope this helped you today. And I really hope that you start to live in a little bit of grace for yourself. Talk to you again on Friday, beautiful. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, And always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.